Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Total Bellas After Show. We are here to talk everything Total Bellas. We're so, so excited. We're going to be talking Season 5, Episode 5, Bella Vision. As you can see, it's the three of us just for tonight. We are missing our girl, Leslie Cologne. We love her so much, and we will see her back next week. So I'm just going to fill in for her tonight to help you all break down this episode. That was a lot. So many battles. Emily's going to talk all about that, but we're talking the SmackDown premiere, Nardum's vision boards, Rhea and Brian's career balance, all that kind of drama, so much more. Our match of the week with Emily, our actress prediction. So stick around for all of that. We are here to talk about Total Bellas, and I cannot do it alone. So let's go to my amazing co-host, Emily Mayheller. How are you, girl? I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing? Everyone hanging in there? <laughs> yes, as best we possibly can. Busy week. <laughs> How are hey, you? I'm good. I'm excited for a triple, at, triple threat match tonight with us three. So it should be good. I mean, <laughs> I love this episode. It was so good. This episode was so awesome. So I'm excited to talk about it. Lots of matches, right, Emily? So much, so much drama. <laughs> We're going to dive into it. It's going to be crazy. Yes, Ali, I almost thought you said a triple X match, and I was like, that is not that kind of show. No, 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 not the Attitude Era. We're still PG. I mean, I know, I know, I know Nikki wants to get back in the ring, but we gotta, like, not that way, not that way. Oh my gosh. Well, let's jump right in and let's get some overall thoughts. Emily, overall thoughts of this entire episode. So I, I feel like I'm kind of coming down from last week's ep- episode that had so much drama that I, I didn't know what to do with it. I feel like this one was much more centered in kind of one or two conflicts. We had some sister drama that I think there's some uh, some internal fighting going on, which we'll get into. And then I think, and then there was like some marital issues, which, so I, I feel like there was two main uh, issues going on here um, that I think just is like really heated the episode it got really intense and uh you know I I enjoyed it I just feel like it was a little less drama than last week definitely yeah it was a lot of battles and it was funny when I was making the questions you know that we're going to talk about our topics I was I was feeling bad for your segment because most of the topics I'm asking is like who was (laughs) right who was wrong because it was really all just like them against each other you know so crazy all your thoughts oh my gosh this episode was so good I was as I was saying I Stan Nikki more in this episode because my girl Nikki was representing Jillian Hall, the little, you know, her little she was having a match of her own with that Nicholas guy, and she was on SmackDown. Shout out to Jillian Hall, giving her credit. Underrated wrestler. Just wanted to yes. shout out her because she, she was a Divas champion too. Divas for, champion. <laughs> for one night. Seven seconds. One night. <laughs> 
<laughs> but yeah, oh, like I'm sorry, y'all. At me, fight me, Nikki. I, I'm team Nikki in this episode, but it was great. It, I, everyone got screen time except for Mama Bella, right, Brian? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But like, <laughs> I'm, a, it, I'm okay it was, with that. It's okay. You need to yeah. break it up. You know, it was, it, was, it was just like a super spread out. Like everyone got some screen time, and Mama Bella has been like heavily showcased exactly in the other episodes. So it's nice to hear more from. Artem and to see more yeah. Artem. Yeah. So, we did see more Artem. Yeah. Yes. We did. <laughs> Let's start with that. We start, that's how we actually start the episode. We started off with Nikki getting ready for this premiere of SmackDown on Fox. Artem walks in in his gear and her gear, and I was like, okay, that's quite a sight. Um, <laughs> Ali, I know you are our biggest Nardum stand here. So tell me your thoughts when he walked out in that red gear. <laughs> Ooh, I was like, okay, if Nikki. He's not going to make a return, an official turn to the ring. Then Artem is going to just, he could do drag. He could just be Artem and Nikki's ring gear. I'm here for it. And he even had the moves. Obviously, Artem is a dancer. But I just love the relationship. Obviously, a huge part of this episode was just displaying. They're still in the honeymoon phase, which yes. is a huge juxtaposition in comparison to Brie and Daniel Bryan. Oh. Um, and it's funny. I feel like they're still probably doing like dress up right now in quarantine. <laughs> so it's just like, wow, just like this was a year ago yet. They're probably doing this now, you know? Yes, probably. they are. They're doing the don't rush challenge, the, the switch challenge. Nikki is on TikTok. So if you haven't seen her TikTok, check them out. They're amazing. <laughs> But Emily, what did you think about that little brunch they had? Their PDA, obviously, like, you know, uh, Ollie mentioned, they're still in that honeymoon phase. They're all up in each other's grill. And Brie is just there, like, on her phone, like, shook. <laughs> I mean, it's so, it's, like, awkward, you know? Like, because you want to be supportive and, and, like, oh, they're still, like, being cute. But, like, there's a point where it's a little too much. And so there needs to be, like, a fine balance of, like, too much PDA and, like, the right amount of PDA. Um, so, I, you know... I, but also you can't like tell your sister to like, oh, stop like hanging all over your boyfriend. You yeah. know, like it's kind of, you know, there's a delicate balance there. So, um, but I feel For like sure. there's a little, there's some jealousy there. And we see that obviously in this episode, there's some, some pent up uh, kind of, you know, issues there that I think uh, Brie hasn't dealt with. And I feel like mm -hmm. they kind of come up in this. Definitely. Yeah, I think that was what she was struggling with more. Just the fact that she's like, man, Brian and I used to be that way. And now we're not right now. So yeah. I think she was more so looking at it like she was totally fine. Because I'm sure Nikki has sat there during Brie and Brian doing that. But she was just more so totally. coming from the place of like, oh, gosh, I wish me and Brian were like that right now. So yeah, when you feel ugh. like you're missing something, and you see someone else have it, you lash out and you get frustrated and you get angry and you get hurt. And you like, you know, you do kind of you get into big fights and you do stupid things. And so. Absolutely. Well, speaking of getting hurt, we were all hurt for Nikki because she went to Dr. Uribe. And I hate when she goes to Dr. Uribe because she always gets <laughs> bad news. And I'm just like, no, Nikki. So she's trying to make her comeback as usual. The last time we saw her in her ring, uh, for those of you who don't watch Wrestling Avidly, we last saw Nikki about three years ago at Evolution um, when she faced Ronda Rousey. And so she was trying to come back. She knows she's going to hit the SmackDown, but she wants to make that return to the ring and actually get a match. She goes to see Dr. Ebay. He doesn't give her the news that she wants to hear. So, uh, Emily, Nikki mentioned the possibility of managing. So do you feel there's any safe way? I know you're really involved in the wrestling industry. Is there yeah. any safe way for her to manage or do some kind of storyline without risking her health? Yeah, I mean, there's always a way. So there's always a way to write it in a way that you're not getting in the ring. You're not getting thrown. You're not, I mean, and if you're not taking big bumps and you're not doing huge moves, there's always a way you can manage could be on the commentary desk you could be um you know be a general manager you could do like we saw you can maybe be on 
WWE backstage. Like there's mm-hmm. so many more opportunities now than I think they were there were like five, 10, 15 years ago. So there are opportunities that she can do where she doesn't have to be completely, you know, put her full body out there all the time. Definitely. Um, because, you know, obviously she's getting older, like, and, you know, she has to be careful. So um, there are opportunities, but she just has to find the, the, the right way to do it and, and have the, don't do it just to do it, but find the right uh, storyline, find the right angle, you know, do it in a way that is strategic so that it makes sense and that the fans enjoy it. Definitely. Ollie, speaking of storylines, if she did come back, who would you want to see her like manage? Oh my gosh. That's actually a really good question. I wasn't sure, but like, of course, the whole dream, like thing that they were trying to book last year with the Iconics. Mm -hmm. Could you imagine, you know, the Bellas versus the Iconics? That would be amazing. Like passing generations, like passing it off. Seriously. Uh, That would be amazing. Uh, I don't know. No, I just, I guess like, obviously if I were to book it, dream booking, maybe Nikki managed, like obviously get involved with the women's wrestling in some shape or form obviously Mm -hmm. she is such a trailblazer she's helped pave the way for the women's revolution i mean she was divas champion for over a year so i feel like you know she really did help you know get to where we are now with women's wrestling for sure um so it's probably something along in the women's wrestling i don't know because who was the champion at this time i don't even know (laughs) but like (laughs) i feel like she should be involved like that if she were for sure all right, well, speaking of involved, Nikki was so involved in that vision board. We have to talk about the vision board because it was just <laughs> such a moment in this episode. So Nikki is trying to push Artem in this direction that she wants him to go. And she feels like she's coming from this place of like, oh my gosh, I know he has so much potential and there's so much he can do, but he also is trying to take a step back and really reevaluate his life. So um, there was so much happening with that vision board. And Ali, I'm coming to you. Do you feel like Nikki was right in doing this for Artem or do you think that she's pushing him too much? I think she had good intentions. I feel like they still need to like obviously communicate more. There's so much like physical affection. There's so much physical connection with them for sure. They're both so beautiful. Um, But (laughs) I feel like they need to kind of go into like experiment with vision boards even though it's Artem was totally not here for it. And it's a little (laughs) cheesy. I get it. Like we all kind of like experiment with vision boards and but it just goes to show that not all people are going to, uh, I guess, that's not going to spark with everyone. You know, everyone has yeah. their own ways and Artem later on explains it with, we'll talk about it. But it was like, she just tried to be there, you know, like she tried to support him. But it was, I, I did like, I liked Artem kind of standing up for himself. It was really cool. Like he has a backbone for sure. And um, the fact that, you know, just because I don't have a job, just because I'm not employed right now, that doesn't mean I'm completely expendable, you know? Like, yeah. I, I am, I know myself, I, I know what I'm capable of. So I loved hearing that from Artem in this episode. Definitely. Emily, I know you're married and I feel like this could possibly be a struggle you, <laughs> you've been through, maybe. <laughs> uh, you and your husband. So are you more like this person who's like, go, go, go. And one of, one of you is not, or are you both kind of on that same page? What's that like for you? <laughs> no, uh, I can't say, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, we're both very driven, but we definitely have like, different styles of like achieving that drive and that I feel like is what can get you in trouble because everyone does it in in their own pace everyone does it in their own way and you can't force someone to do it in the way that you want to do it and so this vision board thing I have to hold on I have to show you real quick 
I made that for you, Bryant. It's actually your vision board. It's yours. Yeah. It's not mine. Um, just because I know you so well that I thought I would yeah. just put all of the Bella twins on there and you're good. <laughs> just kidding. Okay. So, but, the, but I, I felt very like in tune to this moment because, uh, uh, so my husband was watching it with me this moment and he was like, oh man, if you did that for me, he's like, if you made my vision board, I would not be happy. And I said, well, if you made mine, I wouldn't be happy because it, it just doesn't, you're not in each other's heads and you can't, and your heart, you know, you can't put those th feelings on a board if they're not, uh, if they're not truly yours. So yes. I feel like it was getting, it, she, I feel like Brie actually had a really good point that she said that Nikki was trying to put the things on the board that she wanted Artem to be, but yes. that he not, he wasn't necessarily going to be. And yes. I feel like that was very insightful and uh, you, you just, you just can't do that. You have to let people figure out their own dreams, figure out their own path, what they want to do on their own terms. For sure. And I liked how she started it because, you know, she took him with her to that, that magazine shop and I feel like they were going to work on it together, but then it kind of went the opposite direction and she just started on her own. And I think it's kind of where things went awry because like you said, he, she doesn't know exactly what's going on in his head. He probably has his life planned out for what, 10 years. And she doesn't know that because she tried to plan it out for him, you know? So that was exactly what kind of went, when things went wrong is when she went on due to herself. So yeah. speaking and of I, that. Yeah. And I liked ahead, how he did, he, no, I liked how, sorry. I liked how he did stand, Artem stood up for himself finally. Yeah. Cause he didn't really, he's been like the chill guy where mm -hmm. even when the mom did the picture thing, he's like, don't worry, you should just talk to me. And here sure. he finally stood up for himself and said, Hey, this is not cool. You know, yeah, I feel yeah. very like he it's like he felt violated that like it's his process, and he I think it's kind of demeaning mm -hmm. for him to, for for Nikki to say, "Hey, like you're not doing enough. Like I don't see you doing enough." Yeah, and, and pretty much being enough, and that's like that's that's rough. Yeah. So Ollie, Emily pulled out that uh, Emily Nikki pulled out that vision yeah, board. I and did. <laughs> She did it's she yours. <laughs> <laughs> but Nikki pulled out Artem's vision board and Artem was not here for it. He hated it. So what were you thinking when Nikki pulled that thing out? And I was cringing so hard watching yes. that on screen. What were you thinking? Uh, I think uh, I'm team Nikki. No, but like, I feel <laughs> like she, because Artem has been so supportive up until this point, you know, he's always been there for her. I feel like Nikki probably thought like she was, she had good intentions clearly, obviously. Uh, but I think like she thought Artem would eat it up like, cause he's just so game. <laughs> he's always there to lean on or her to lean on, you know, he's there to help her move and whatnot. And she, she thought that this was going to seal the deal. You know, this was, he was going to be here hundred percent for this vision board. But yeah. unfortunately I'm happy that it happened because Artem did finally, I don't want to say he didn't, he didn't, I won't, for lack of a better term, he found his voice. I don't know. He found, <laughs> he was able to stand up like we talked about for himself. And I feel like that conversation needed to happen because it's just, if you want to have a healthy communicative relationship with someone, you need to have those conversations, even if they are hard, you know, even if Nikki Definitely. tried, tried so hard and it was a, it was a nice vision board. It looked very <laughs> clean and organized. Um, she went through a lot of magazines. I know. So there was a lot there. Effort. <laughs> effort but um yeah it, it was it was sweet even though it wasn't genuine for artem you know that didn't come from artem that was just what nikki thought that he yeah. could be you know and definitely 
I, I laughed mean, so hard when it was all the women and he was I like know. why are there so many women here <laughs> yeah. it was just too funny I know I was like why are you surrounding Artem with all these women it doesn't make <laughs> sense <laughs> so funny well we're talking so much about Nikki and Artem and now we have to talk about Brie and Brian because they were also going through it so so much in this episode I feel like there was mm. so much back and forth and they both had so many good points that they're both going through so much you know so um let's Emily what's your point of view from this first little relationship quarrel you know do you feel like Brie was right to ask for more PDA or do you see it more from Brian's perspective I mean I feel like Daniel Bryan's a very like down-to-earth guy he's not like super like lovey-dovey all over her all the time which I like I I feel like he's like just a, a normal like dude he's a simple dude right and <laughs> and I, it's you can't just ask for that you know yeah. like it just shows that there's like intimacy issues <laughs> it just shows that there's like <laughs> communication issues and you can't just be like well I want you to like hold my hand or kiss me more in public it's like you can't just like force someone to do that it has to be like a mutual decision mm -hmm. and if Dan Bryan's not ready for that, or if he's like, well, we're never together, we're, you know? So, like, I, I feel like both, both people need to talk to each other in a more open way, and I feel like Brie did that by bringing this up, like, hey, I'm not feeling, like, feeling connected to you, but I feel like it was too abrupt in the way that she did it. Definitely. Ollie Bryan said something that really stuck out with me. He was like, when I get home, I'm all about Brie and Birdie. I'm all about you and Birdie. But when you're home, all you're worried about is your business, is you're worried about Nikki, you're worried about everything else but me. So do you feel like Brie is sometimes taking on too much and she should be the one trying harder in this relationship? Ollie, did we lose you? Oh, Ollie. Oh, oh, sorry. Am I? Can you hear me? Yes, <laughs> there you are. <laughs> <laughs> well, what was the last sentence of? Um, last I just sentence, said that. Sorry. Do you think Brie is taking on too much, and that she should be the one trying harder? Yeah, I think it is hard when you're asking. She's asking for much, and also she's completely multitasking with her businesses. And shout out yeah. to her. That's really hard. That's so much to do. But also on top of your businesses, on top of your brands, you're asking your significant your spouse to be like, "Hey, I want more," and then you're not mm -hmm. showcasing it when it's there. And you think that that she would you know you if you're asking for it but then when he's here you know you think that yeah. the the uh long distance relationship would actually almost intensify like the romance yes. like we haven't seen Bring each them together. other yeah yeah i mean this is like typical with a lot of wrestlers wrestlers and their spouses you know they're traveling so they're apart you know they were together in wwe so it was perfect and Brady wasn't born yet but this is a yeah. different time like i think that this is just goes to show that they are evolving as individuals and that's okay in um, marriages. And I, I don't even know what I'm talking about. I'm not married like Emily. Being the best like support for like my friends and relationships and seeing like on the outside, I feel like it's okay to evolve and want different things, but that doesn't mean you're going to get divorced or you're going to end your relationship by any means. It just, you need to, like Emily said, be open, talk about it. Um, and it's just hard. Like Bree's been really going through it in this season. I mean, the whole thing mm -hmm. with the break-in, that was last episode, right? That was yes. that's scary to know, yeah. you know, there's some crazy people, whether they're fans, quote unquote fans mm -hmm. or not. Exactly. So, yeah. Creepy stalkers. So I just really feel for Bree, despite the obvious disconnect between her and Brian, you know. For sure. Yeah. So to kind of like add to that, so there's there's a balance between 
growing as individuals in a relationship and then growing together as a couple. So you can do both at the same time. Uh, you can grow individually, um, but if you're not on the same page and talking to each other as like, and make sure that your goals and your, your aspirations and kind of where you want to be are the same as a couple, then you guys are going to like diverge. And so, so right now we're seeing with, uh, with Brie and Daniel Bryan that there's kind of this, this divide where like individually they're doing incredibly well. They're doing you know, they're getting back in the ring and she has like incredible business opportunities and that's great. But if they're not on the same page as a couple, that's going to cause problems and they should feel more connected when he comes back or when she comes back from a business trip, Mm -hmm. they should feel more connected. And so they need to find a way to reconnect somehow. Definitely. I guess we should kind of talk about it now since we're ready here. I know it's kind of in the end of the episode, but it's still related on the same vein. So this final exchange between the two of them, they're in the car, they're constantly going back and forth about this whole career balance. I'm gonna start by, you know, kind of giving what I saw from this. And Brian didn't do it for me in this final exchange. I feel like he was really coming for Brie um, and he was really, really like pressuring her, but then he also did have a good point as well. So um, Emily, tell me your thoughts on that final car exchange. Do you think that Brian was right to kind of throw it all back at Brie or do you think there could have been a better way to explain that? I mean, I know there was, like, the whole contract conversation that, like, mm-hmm. you know, he blew up at her saying, hey, like, it was your, like, you wanted me to sign it. And, you know, and the thing is, it, you don't want to give up those opportunities when they happen because he's getting older, like, he can't do as much as he did before. And so if they're offering you a contract, you have to take it. And he negotiated a bunch, you know, he talked about negotiating, you know, days off and, and you know, time and, you know, it's just, it's, it's difficult. I feel like it's, I wouldn't say that he put everything on her. I would say it's, I feel like she kind of shut down as well. And she was Mm -hmm. not being open with him and saying exactly what she wanted. And uh, I think it was just another moment where they, they're, they're saying a lot of words, but they're not actually saying what they need. Yeah, definitely. Oh yeah. Yeah. She keeps saying, I want like more affection and more this. But I'm like, what does that actually mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, she talked about it with Nikki at the when they went shopping, you know, the fact that mm-hmm. they're struggling so much and she was on this back and forth, like, hey, should I send him home? Should I focus on myself? So, Ollie, do you think she made the right decision by even bringing it up or even asking him to go home? Well, I think, obviously, I, I keep saying this, like, the conversation needs to be happened. And I think when you're wanting affection from someone, I feel like there needs to obviously be like a cumulative aspect. You need to be talking. So I feel like she wants all this affection that she's seeing in Artem and Nikki. And like, she's getting a little jealous about that. But I think that's like, she's really wanting to talk and be open with Dan and Brian and it's not happening. Um, So I really just think ultimately they just need to talk and surprise. I can't believe I'm saying like Brie and Daniel have to go to like counseling. Like that's crazy. Like I feel like Eric, go to the counselor, the therapist, you know, <laughs> like to me, they were like the goals, like they were relationship goals and to see them, sure. but it's, it's normal. This is what relationships It's go totally to. normal. Like everyone you goes know. through it. And like, I, I think you're right, Ollie. I feel like they need to like have a moment where they completely blow up. Like, I feel like there's still walls up right now for, yeah. for Brie. Right. I feel like there's still walls where like they're saying a little bit of what needs to happen what they want but it's not everything 
So I feel like there's there's going to be bigger things coming down. Yeah, because I think they are very similar. They're like such a good match, but also they are similar. They're very like go with the flow. They're very relaxed. They're chill. Little they're down to earth. Clearly, little bit of hippie. Nothing wrong with that. So am I. <laughs> but the, like, there's no uh, neither woman is like the dominant one in the relationship. Sure. If that makes sense. Clearly, from my perspective, I feel like they're they're just so there's they're like symbiotic I guess they're just so similar and I feel yeah. like that's why they their relationship works but I feel like the downside is that there isn't that like that 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 person who kind of initiates it and, and unless it's like Brie I feel like if there was a choice I would say it's Brie yeah. but clearly mm-hmm. Brie's not really opening up on what she wants to say yeah um I feel like the the car conversation made me realize that Brie has kind of shifted what she's wanted in her mm-hmm. career and her life. And that, that Daniel Bryan started out wanting, cause he talked about having a simple life and just having simple things, not, um, not having a lot, but now they mm-hmm. have so much going on that it's overwhelming for him. Right. And so Definitely. I feel like Brie shifted that, that goal and that aspiration. And so that happens so quickly when you're in the moment, when you're just like living, living it, you don't mm-hmm. realize it happens until it happens. And then you're in a situation where you feel like you're out of control. And right yeah. now I feel like they're kind of spiraling and they don't know how to stop it. Yeah. Just so much has happened. And also like, there was a time when we thought we'd never see Daniel Bryan in the ring again, you know? Mm-hmm. I know. So, right? I mean, yeah. you never know what's going to happen and things exactly. are constantly going to like happen like that and alter your life. And I feel like that was a, great thing that had happened that he's able to wrestle again but mm-hmm. that of course is going to take its toll take its toll on the relationship definitely here's like a hot take I don't know what you guys would think about this but Brian mentioned that Brie changed a lot you know he she didn't start out being super entrepreneurial or super business-minded do you think there's any way that Nikki could have not influenced her but had a kind of a part in her kind of going in that direction Emily what do you yeah, think yeah I mean I I think they both like Nikki and Brie are both so in sync. And, you know, I feel like Nikki learned a lot from, I'm going to say it, learned a lot from. Don't say uh, his name. <laughs> I know from John Cena. No, um, no I feel like, th- I mean, if you think about it, he's like the ultimate kind of person that branched out of the wrestling yeah. world. And mm-hmm. you learn a lot. And so I feel like it was part of that. It, that journey had to happen in order for her to be where she is right now. And what I feel is that you need to have, like, once you get to a point, it's like, you're going to want more. Like there's never a point where it's like, Oh, I feel like I'm good. So I feel like that's why they're writing their book and that's why they're getting their story out there. And they started their podcast. Like there's always something else you can do to further your brand. And, um, and they want to do it together. I mean, they have Definitely. to do it together because mm-hmm. they, they are the brand. For sure. Well, let's talk about that exact thing you brought up because we go Ooh. over to SmackDown. <laughs> and before that, we get to see Nikki gets this audition for backstage. And yeah. it's only her. So they do not text Brie. Literally, my, Mark Carano said thank you next to Brie and didn't give her an audition. Um, so, <laughs> oh my gosh. So, Ollie, tell me your thoughts when you when you saw this. Do you think that that the WWE was right to kind of like what Mama Bella said of just hey, you say no too many times, why don't you even bother? Or do you think they really should have just offered Brie? I mean, it doesn't hurt to just extend the offer. You know, I feel like maybe not because of Birdie. You know, Brie has a lot on her plate with her businesses, but at the same time, I felt bad for Brie because Brie 
she clearly she was a little hurt by it yeah only asking nikki <laughs> nikki just made like it worse like, too <laughs> oh. yeah it, it's hard because it's like yeah nikki they're the bellas obviously but nikki i mean she was divas champion for so long yeah. and she's made she's you kind of think of Nikki first a little bit sometimes. I know that's problematic for me to say, but at least I do being a, being a Bella fan. And it's hard because Brie, you know, hasn't had like, like the, the long reigning championship. So maybe like, oh, maybe because of Nikki's, you know, her dating John Cena and having all of these, this long reign, you know? So I don't know what her, she must've been thinking of that. So I do feel bad that she wasn't asked. Obviously maybe they asked Nikki too, because, you know, Nikki, doesn't have a child at this moment so maybe Nikki's more available you know mm-hmm. so I, I felt for both of them for sure but don't <laughs> sleep on Brie. Brie yeah, is still a star they like I want them both you know we need to have them both it would be cool yeah. but yeah you know. I, yeah I know I'm I'm so torn about this because like I understand the opportunity for Nikki because and she might have a more open schedule but I also mm-hmm. feel like you should not fault someone and not give someone an opportunity because they have a child that, nope. and other yeah. business hey. opportunities. So if that's the reason, I would say that's super not cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that's I don't think that's necessarily yeah. the reason. Yeah, I feel like there's here. probably some other like backstage uh, politics involved. Yeah. And I mean, also Beth the structure Phoenix. of the show too. Yeah, exactly. Beth Phoenix and like there's there's a structure to the show that I think they they had and they were probably just trying different hosts and seeing how mm-hmm. you know wrestlers uh, as guests would be on not necessarily hosts because they've had yeah. a lot of them kind of rotate through now that we've seen it uh you know come to fruition for sure so you know i i feel like um i feel like it was nikki kind of put the kind of put the the nail into into brie and kind of dug in a little bit yeah kind of just <laughs> She could have just said it once and let it go, but the fact that she kept kind of pushing it, mm-hmm. um, it I feel like it added fuel to the fire. And Brie was, you know, then Brie was upset about the stuff with Daniel Bryan and at, and at home, and so it just yeah. like added more. Like it kind of th- made her feel insecure and made her feel like inadequate. And so I feel like all of those feelings were brought home. Yes. Oh my gosh. But I agree with Mama Bella in that, in kind of that the fact that she said no that often. You know, I guess you're saying, I hope it's not the case that they're doing it because she has a kid or whatever the case may yeah. be. But I feel like they're probably like, oh, you know, she she's too busy. So she probably won't even say yes. And also Nikki yeah. does live in LA, like she said. So that's probably just the whole convenience factor. So I, I think obviously they're both supposed to be in the Hall of Fame this year. So WWE is not sleeping on them. WWE obviously thinks highly of the both of yeah. them. So it's probably just like a matter of convenience or things just kind of fell through, but it kind of took a toll on Brie. So it was unfortunate. But another thing that was uh, fortunate actually was this also this final exchange between Nikki and Artem. So, you know, you touched on it a little bit, Ollie, with Artem kind of standing up and saying, hey, you know, this is part of my culture and this is kind of who I am. I'm not really someone that's going to, dream big or have all these wild dreams so uh do you think it was right for him to kind of just say that to, to, to Nikki and kind of not really put in her place but uh, give her his perspective <laughs> See, <laughs> to is. do the his finishing move on yeah. her oh no uh, one two three uh I feel like it was justified for sure like he needs to be able to like let him know, let her know what's on her mind it's like come on Brie and Daniel Bryant like can, can you take note of this situation yeah. of this scene in particular so and it, it, I feel like it kind of also is really reminiscent of like the, the European mentality of kind of like mm-hmm. being a realist and kind of sometimes 
not being that dreamer. I mean, I love being a dreamer. So I, yes, I can't really Ollie think dreamer, kind of Ollie dreamer. <laughs> <laughs> but, but like his points is very valid too. Like I love to see both sides of this, of the spectrum, you know, being a dreamer, being a realist, like they both have valid arguments and that's why they're like opposites attract for sure. And I feel like maybe they'll balance each other out moving forward. And I think this also helps Artem in the relationship to open up more and to talk and maybe there'll be some fights down the way predictions, you know, now that yes. he is comfortable of saying what's on his mind and maybe Nikki's not like, oh, that's how you feel. But yeah, it's yeah. like, <laughs> you don't want to agree on everything in a relationship. I don't think that's, nope. that's healthy. I think that's very no. bogus and I don't feel that that's a healthy relationship, you know? So I, yeah. I love this scene. It was perfect. And it's nice seeing them being growing together in a relationship as opposed to, you know, the sad Brie or the, the cringeworthiness of like Brie and Daniel Bryan arguing in like the car. Mm -hmm. So there's a happy yeah. ending and there's kind of like a somber ending. I know, I know. <laughs> I feel like we're, we're still exiting. We're gonna, we're exiting though the honeymoon phase here. <laughs> yeah. That we're, exiting, we're getting out the bus. <laughs> <laughs> yes that teaser definitely set up a lot so that's pretty much where we're at with this this episode that was the recap there was so much happening um set up a lot of next storylines and like i said in the teaser we do see a little bit of cracks in nardom and i'm not ready for it <laughs> i'm not ready for it everybody uh -oh. but <laughs> uh -oh. we are gonna move right along and we'll talk about that a little bit later in our prediction but we're gonna start with our match of the week with emily tell us all about it girl Oh my goodness, so we have so many matches on this episode. I feel like the biggest one that we're going to chat about is uh, Artem and Nikki really uh, had this vision board that was made and, oh man, making making dreams for someone that isn't quite ready. <laughs> doing, it, doing it on his own time. So again, Nikki made this board. We talked about it a little bit. Um, uh, Ollie, what do you think? Who, who do you think won this match in, you know, Artem kind of stood up for Nikki for the first time. Uh, he stood his ground. What do you think? Oh, it's so hard because I'm team Nikki. Always. <laughs> I know. I feel like you guys are already <laughs> We're always team Nikki. But, all the time. But, Sometimes but you I'm, out. <laughs> but I'm also the biggest Artem stand. So yeah. I'm very torn in this match, but I have to give it to Artem because it's you know, at the end of the day, this isn't what he wants. And he just lost his job. Okay, Nikki, slow <laughs> down a little bit. <laughs> it's been even... like two weeks. <laughs> the ink doesn't even dry on the termination contract. It's like different. <laughs> it's different. Like I, if I lost my job, I'm like, oh, I'm scrambling. I'm like, I need a job. But like, Artem, he's fine. Just like, calm down totally. a little bit. I know, you know his so... apartment is so nice too. He's doing fine. You know, Interior design is his next He's got game. that. <laughs> he still has savings with, from the dancing with the stars money. I'm sure. Yeah. So, so Nikki, I, I, your tensions were great. I kept saying that, but <laughs> I have to. I, I give the the win to Artem. All right. Yes. What do you think, Brian? I'm actually gonna give it to Nikki for that exact reason of her intention, <laughs> because yes, the execution was awful <laughs> but the intention was so so sweet you know I feel like she was the the biggest arc of this whole thing was she was really just trying to pick him up from a bad situation and that's what she kind of did with this whole vision board while she should not have made it and should have not put those <laughs> women on that board <laughs> um I think that she definitely was in the right place her heart was so in the right place and I loved how she kind of 
when he did stand back up to her and say, you know, this is how it, this is how it is, and this is how I'm feeling, she kind of was like, okay, I understand. So I'll give it to her in that. Still love Artem though. I, I, I guess it's kind of like a draw, but I'm gonna give it to Nikki just for the sake of giving. It to All me. right. Oh my gosh, <laughs> Brian, I think I think you need to be in PR because that was a that you spun that. Man. <laughs> you pivoted that. All right. <laughs> um, I would, I, I, I'm giving it to Artem because he finally stood up to he finally stood up to Nikki. He stood his ground. He made sure that, you know, he's following his dreams on his own terms. Mm -hmm. And he was nice about it. He was nice about it, uh, but nice, but firm. And, uh, and I feel like Nikki was kind of out of, out of bounds on, on this one. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) All right. The biggest, the biggest fight of this episode we talked about was Bree and Daniel Bryan. And uh, it was throughout this whole episode. It's actually been throughout this whole season so far. Mm-hmm. They're having these major communication issues. They're having, you know, they're having kind of relationship woes. Um, you know, Brie wants some more, wants some more love. Uh, you know, she's kind of feeling a little jealous, feeling a little, uh, a little lost and maybe not uh, being paid attention to as much. But yeah. Also, she's balancing a lot. And then Daniel Bryan's on the road a lot you know, balancing that and home life. Um, so Ollie, how do you feel this, uh, the, the matchup for this episode in particular? How do you feel like, uh, is there anyone that wins in this situation? No, I have to say no one wins right. in this situation <laughs> because there was a disqualification in comes the therapist. And so they ring the bell, ring the bell because... <laughs> I, I don't know, Brian, maybe you think differently, but I just think there needs to be like a third party, someone to come in mm-hmm. to like and, and interrupt the match. And maybe, let them maybe, know, look, talk. Yeah. <laughs> Mama maybe Bella. Mama Bella. Yeah, Mama yeah. Bella might come in as a as a uh, you know general manager coming in. Yes. You know, making some moves. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Brian, what do you think? <laughs> I'm gonna surprise you all again and I'm actually gonna give it to Brie because <laughs> because it just solely for solely for that last car exchange Daniel Bryan he did not do it for me I was I know he was you know things kind of came down on him but I feel like he was kind of coming down really hard on Brie and he kind of threw a lot of the things out at her and she was going through a lot you know she's trying to balance this work life and if we're being honest she is raising Birdie a lot of the time on her own so that's mm-hmm. kind of why I give it to Brie in this aspect. You know, he yeah. he's coming for her and he's rightfully so. Like we said, the whole idea is communication. He's coming yeah. for her rightfully so, but she definitely has a strong point that she wants to do more. She's raising Birdie. He's always gone and she just needs help, you know? So I'm giving it to Brie for that reason. Yeah, there definitely, uh, if you check Twitterverse, there was a lot of heat for Daniel Bryan from this episode. It got really intense. Uh, mm-hmm. So there's some uh, there's some heat from from that conversation. Uh, for me, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna actually be in the middle. I'm not gonna declare any winners in this because I feel like it's a continuous battle and a yes. match that we're gonna have to figure out how it ends. And I hope that they kind of get the get the help and communication uh, situation figured out so that we can not have them at the top of our match list every week yes <laughs> <laughs> we want to see more jj versus nick i'm just kidding no that that wasn't really dramatic <laughs> i want to see more oh, mama no. bella in those, in those <laughs> matches. 
Honestly, amazing. I can't. Well, I can't wait for more. And we're going to talk all about that right now with our AfterBuzz TV predictions. There's a little sound that comes in. <laughs> now, all right. Um, Emily, let's start with you. Give me some predictions. Oh, my goodness. Well, I uh, I think, well, obviously, we saw from the trailer, there is some Artem and Nikki, a big night out. I'm not sure what this night out is. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's a big celebration or something happened, but... There's some drama there. I think they're going to get into a really big fight, obviously, that something's going on. Yeah. Um, I I think Brie is going to come to some type of conclusion, or not conclusion, but find some things to help improve the relationship she has with Daniel Bryan. Um, and I think there's going to be another big career choice uh, or opportunity that comes up for the twins. Yes, Ali, how about you? Yeah, something similar to basically what Emily said. I can totally see that happening. And I think there will be a fight between Artem and Nikki. Nardum, I'm sorry. I'm not looking forward to that. <laughs> uh, but I think seeing that, I think there's going to do like a, a a double turn. Like we're going to see like them kind of like go <laughs> Double turn. But, but, I yeah. think, but I think we're going to also see Brie and Dan, hopefully like, I mean, they're fine now, but they're going to, I feel like seeing Nardum kind of go through it maybe that'll help them kind of repair and they'll be able to talk more. I don't know if there's going to be a therapist. I don't know if Mama Bell is going to, I don't know <laughs> JJ. I don't know what's going to happen, but I would like to predict that Daniel and Brie will get to a better place in the relationship because I, ugh, I just feel so bad for Brie. I know Daniel, mm-hmm. you know, he has such a busy schedule, but Brie just getting things stolen, the car, like that was I a know. lot. So much uh, happening. Like, Brie's, Brie's just getting squashed and it really sucks. Yeah. And I, it's like not my Brie. So it's just really unfortunate. So I'm hoping for a happy ending soon or a happy episode for Brie. Yeah, Definitely. Wise. Yes. I'm going to predict something similar, but a little bit different. I feel like they are going to get to that place of fixing, but not before it all comes crashing down. So I feel like they have to like really, really go at it or hit a wall for things yeah. to get fixed or get resolved for, you know, for them to see that maybe they do need a therapist or maybe they do need someone else to step in and help with that. So I definitely agree with you, Ali, that it's going to be like they're, them seeing Nikki and Artem's struggles. They're going to be like, wow, I guess we're kind of having those same things and they're, they're going to hit a wall and then it's all going to fall apart and then I'm going to be in tears. So we'll oh, see no. what happens there. <laughs> no more tears. Um, I know. So sad. No tears here. We can't <laughs> wait for more Total Bellas. But that was our show, guys. It's been an absolutely amazing time having you. Again, we miss our girl Leslie so much. We will see her back here again next week. But until then, Emily, where can everybody find you on social media? Awesome. You can find me on all social media platforms at Emily May Heller for a bunch of wrestling content. I covered the Parks and Rec reunion special tonight as well. So go check it out. Amazing. Ollie, how about you? Yes, guys. I'm Ollie Drennan. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Ollie Dreamer. Yay! And I am Brian Santos. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok at the Brian Santos. Women's Wrestling Weekly, the SmackDown After Show, so much other fun stuff here for AfterBuzz TV. To all of you watching, thank you all so much. It's been such a pleasure. We love seeing you here with us every single Friday night at 7 p.m. Please come back next week for more Total Bellas. We will see you all then. Bye! Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. (laughs) The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.